0: This is a beautiful plant, but it may not be. <laughs> for some yeah. Not get the right thing. It's really, really important that they understand what to look for.
1: Welcome to Scrubs and Squats, the podcast where we discuss health and health policy so that you're better prepared to make the decisions that will give you more power over your business, your career, and your life. I'm your host, Tiffany Ryder, professional athlete turned emergency medicine physician associate, health consultant, and benefit strategist. I have nothing to sell you and just ask that if you like what we're doing here, you review this episode and subscribe. Real quick, before we get started, I have to remind you, that, although I'm a licensed healthcare professional, my ramblings here are just opinions and information and should never be taken as medical advice or as the official views of any affiliated organizations. I believe that primary care providers are the real superheroes and you should check with yours for personalized guidance. All right, on to today's episode. Hey, everyone. We have Laura Seepco today. Hey, Laura. Hey, how are you now? I'm great. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and talk with us. I really appreciate you being here. I'm really excited about the opportunity and thank you so much for asking me today. Awesome. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do and
0: what your history is. I'm so glad we connected on LinkedIn. I think we have um, similar interests in helping people feel well. And so what I do is I actually have my foot in two different boats. So I write training and development for pharmaceutical companies because Mm -hmm. that's my background. Um, But my real passion, to be honest, is my other boat. I am an advocate for hemp wellness and I partner with a company called Green Compass Global. So that's a little bit about what I'm doing now. Um, My background, I come from almost two decades of experience in the pharmaceutical and medical device industries. So I did everything from carrying the bag and calling on doctor's offices to hospital systems, to contracting, to reimbursement, management, all the things. So that's my background. But what really led me to this space is after my two decades of experience, I wanted to do something a little bit different. And so that's how I got into training and development. But I always had a passion for health and wellness. And my husband and I actually used to run a huge youth and junior triathlon team in the Charlotte area. And that really got us into learning a lot more about your body and how to use different things from a natural perspective. For me, it was just one of those organic things that happened. As I learned more about alternative ways
1: mm-hmm.
0: to heal our body or make our body work better, it's like the same interest I had when learning about a certain pharmaceutical that I would educate physicians on. But what was kind of interesting for me as when I learned about CBD and hemp, I was like, no, thank you. Yeah. I thought that it was weed. I saw it for sale at gas stations. I just, I personally was, (laughs) I do not want to be associated with anything. Yeah. um, Because you can find it anywhere. You don't know what's in it. And it just just didn't look appealing to me. The key thing that really got me into this is people don't understand what's out there. And it's a healing agent from a plant. And it can help put your body in balance in a really good way. But it's something that people really don't understand. Mm-hmm. And so I see it as an educational form for me. So coming from farming, I loved to understand something. And I love to educate healthcare providers. And so this is a platform to educate on, number one, how this plant can help your body, but number two, most importantly, is that there is no regulation in this industry, and mm-hmm. consumers really need to understand, you know, what they need to look for when putting plant products into their body.
1: CBD is not something that I learned studying medicine. It's not something I've ever used or ever really been um, interested in, other than passively. You know, hearing about people talking about supplements and things like that. It's always interesting to learn about these types of things. So tell me, as a naive person who doesn't know a lot about this industry, what are really the differences? Is hemp weed or marijuana a totally different thing? How do we sort these things out and put them in different buckets?
0: You brought up so many great things that I'm excited to talk about through this discussion. Because I kind of felt the same way. So if we go to the basics, right? So yeah. Basics, right? You have the marijuana plant and you have the hemp plant. So they look the same. They smell the same, but they don't the same. When the war on drugs was happening, right? When they outlawed marijuana, they put hemp in that classification. That's why it was outlawed, but they don't act the same. So marijuana is very high in THC and that's what gives people a right? As okay. Yeah very high in THC. It has other cannabinoids. CBD is one of them, but it's very high in that. And then the hemp plant, it's the same species. So they both come from cannabis, right? So marijuana is cannabis, but actually hemp is also considered cannabis, but it is very low in THC and very high in CBD. So CBD is actually considered the essential oil of the hemp plant because it's the most abundant in it. There's a lot of other cannabinoids in the hemp plant that are being discovered and being used for medicinal purposes, but CBD has the most research and it's the largest part of the hemp plant. Now, what's interesting is in 2018, hemp became legal to grow in the United States. Right? Okay. But it's only legal if that crop, if those plants have 0.3% of THC or less. So okay. That- Regulation. And so every state had a pilot project where farmers were trained how to grow their hemp in a legal way. So they had, they were called the Hemp Pilot Project in every state. And if they didn't grow it that way and they wanted to use it for CBD, they'd have to burn their crop.
1: Okay. Interesting. I didn't know this. That's the
0: differences between the two, right? So plant medicine has been happening, like I said, for thousands and thousands of years, right? Mm-hmm. What I found fascinating coming from Fart is because mm-hmm. initially I said no, and then I was directed, hey, go look on NIH.org. Their library has thousands of research papers about CBD. And there's also another kind of go-to website that I go to, projectcbd.org. And so that's an easy website to go to and a bunch of research will come up. So you have all this research happening behind the scenes. And then in the 1990s, Researchers from the NIH and the NIMH discovered this system called the endocannabinoid system. And that system has receptors that basically CBD comes in and interacts. And so only about 17% of medical schools across the U.S., right now teach about the endocannabinoid system, but there's research there. And that's what was so interesting for me because I had to study research when I talked to clinicians. So you got that background and then you've got hemp being legalized in 2018 to grow. It's helping. It's in the research. We see how it works in the body. Boom. You have a, this explosion in the industry, right? So that's when we started seeing it everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was like, well, I see this at a gas station. I have no interest in this. It's because a lot of investors wanted to get involved because they saw there's an opportunity here.
1: So hemp was legalized federally and at the state level. And then people were investing and you started seeing these products coming. Is that when you came into contact with it or how did this story end up on your desk?
0: Well, I'm from North Carolina and the company that I'm with is based in North Carolina. I was just contacted by someone to say, hey, we're launching this company. Would you like to be part of it? And that's when I said no, and I did my research. And so the thing that I learned that really made me jump into this was that over 60% of what you're going to find in the market is mislabeled. And so what's happening is that there's maybe no CBD in the There's higher levels of THC in the bottle. And if someone gets a drug test for work and they're taking a CBD that has a high level of THC, that could be a real issue. Yeah. So people are trusting to put this thing to, in their body to make them healthy. And it's mm-hmm. actually maybe doing
1: nothing, mm-hmm.
0: potentially putting them at risk or doing the opposite thing. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah.
1: And yeah. I think that's why it's never been interesting to me because I'm not going to take a supplement that's going to supposedly maybe do something for me and then end up in trouble, end up losing my job or, you know, something else. It's kind of a scary risk-benefit calculation to be making there, even if it's not something that's physically harming people. Absolutely. You really
0: just don't know what you're going to get. And so that's the passion that I have, is mm-hmm. that this is a beautiful plane, but it may not be, <laughs> yeah. not get the right thing. It's really, really important that they understand what to look for. One key thing is that hemp is a scavenger plant. Mm-hmm. So it will bring into its flower that's created into a product, any pesticides, heavy metals, anything that's in that soil. And so the challenge is that there's a lot of CBD that's shipped over to the U.S., Mm-hmm. and created white labeled companies put their own label on it. And that hemp is used in other countries to clean their soil and air. So there is a great deal of that that happens. So understanding where the hemp is grown and that the soil really needs to be organic because having organic soil is an extremely rigorous process and it takes a lot of time to do that. So, and But that's critical because it all starts with the soil. Yeah.
1: And something that I think people don't always realize is that a lot of these contaminants or toxins that we talk about, arsenic, right? Things that we know 100% we have used for years and years as a pesticide. These things are metals. They're elements. They're on the periodic table. They don't go away. They don't just magically evaporate into the air. I guess maybe mercury does, right? But like Lead and arsenic and these heavy metals that are in the soil, uh, cadmium. Cadmium is a big one that we use for used for pesticides for a long time. All of these things, once they're put on these crops, they stay in the soil forever. And so depending on what you're growing there, it can be extremely significant. I know that, you know, rice, for example, has higher levels of arsenic than other plants do because of where it's grown and the way that it's grown. So I think that's a really solid scientific point that no one could possibly argue. That if you do have a plant that is known to uptake heavy metals, and you have placed heavy metals in the soil, you better bet that there's going to be some heavy metals in those plants. And I think that's something that that we probably don't pay enough attention to. I agree a
0: hundred percent. And even, you know, I will have some people say, "Well, this is natural. It says natural." And well, we all know what natural means. Um, or we all know that maybe just organic means, to be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Because I can take something and I can grow potatoes and I can put nothing on there. But if the last person that grew potatoes two years ago or 10 years ago was using you know, these contaminants, then it doesn't really matter what I did. So the soil was a huge
0: thing. The mislabeling was a very big thing for me as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times what a consumer can do is They can ask the company or go on their website or what have you and look at a they call it a COA, a certificate of analysis Mm -hmm. that that actually proves what's in the bottle. But I think the other thing that needs to happen is looking at the date of that and making sure that that's the most recent crop. Interesting.
1: Um, Yeah. 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 And honestly, I have it written down here. That was my next question: was to ask about independent certifications. Are there independent agencies that are out there doing that? I know that there are for. Certain supplements because there are supplements that I sometimes recommend to friends and family, like magnesium. There are several,
0: and it's important that they have
1: that. Um, okay.
0: It's a huge thing. Like that's the first step is to make sure that they have that independent certification. As sure. Well. Um, sure. That's really, really key. And I think another thing that's important is how is it extracted out of the plant? So there are, you know, butane, ethanol, those are more. Those aren't really going to be the cleanest process. Mm -hmm. Also looking at that as well, because really the goal is if we want to put clean stuff in our body, the process from the seed to be planted all the way to that bottle
1: needs to be the cleanest way. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, the same thing comes up periodically when you talk about things like olive oil, right? Like it, it tastes different when they press it than when it's extra virgin. Or Swiss decaf coffee, like all of these things, are essentially just different ways to extract the product from the organic source. So, how are people finding these products? How are they learning about them? Yeah, that's what's
0: so interesting about this, right? So, there are a lot of naturopaths, obviously, a lot of people who are in that field of medicine. Not all of them, honestly, but that is one way that people are accessing them. There's just so much out there that people find them at retail. So much of it is online where people are seeing this stuff. And then they're finding ways to be educated. When we launched our company, it was really launched by accident. Our founder had feelings of sadness after she had her first child. She tried CBD, it helped her. And when her kids grew up, fast forward uh, several years later, they were having focus issues and Mm -hmm. her CBD would help them. She couldn't find anything clean. Her husband was in agriculture. They grew hemp and it just happened, right? Mm -hmm. So they thought, well, we could just go to the doctor's offices. But what we found was because it's not taught in a lot of medical schools, Mm -hmm. because the research isn't in front of everybody's faces, we were educating. So Uh that, you know, that's really what we're on mission to do is just is to educate people. But you will find it everywhere. And and that's the thing is finding the right stuff.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if you had to really summarize that for us and say, if this is something you are ever going to try, make sure you get A, B and C. What would that look like? Yeah. All the things to look for. Yeah. Yeah. In the product. Yeah. Okay, so like Like if I'm if I'm shopping online, like what do I want to make sure that without a doubt, you know, I have covered? Yeah, uh, you would want
0: to make sure that there's full transparency. You would want to make sure that it's U.S. organically certified, because that means that everything in the bottle is USDA organically certified. Those would be the two key things that you'd okay. Um, in a nutshell, I can go through. You know. It's important to get the CBD from the flower versus the stalks and stems. And there's a lot of those other little nuances. Yeah. Line, like you said, if you're looking, it's that certification and that you can see everything that's in those would be key things. And then the other thing is have
1: someone help you and coach you
0: because a lot of times less is more.
1: Is there labeling for overdosing or allergies or adverse events? Anything like that? You know, there's not that package insert. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What I want to know about the package insert? There's not really package inserts, right? Because they're not required. Okay. <laughs> Do we have information on contraindications or who shouldn't be trying this? Yeah. Okay. So I came from the pharma days where
0: I had some drugs that I sold that interacted with the cytochrome P450.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's kind of one of those. We always say if you're on medications, you contact your doctor because, you know, I'm not a doctor. Yep. Contact your doctor and make sure that everything's okay on that end.
1: Yeah, it's really unfortunate that there's not more knowledge being propagated to traditionally Western-trained clinicians just because, you know, if I had a patient that came in and asked me, I would say, well, I don't know. I don't have any information on this. Uh, You can ask a clinical pharmacist or don't take it. Yeah. That would be yeah. my answer because I just don't know another answer. Right. 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 That I mean, that's certainly true for patients. If this is something you're interested in, if you go in and you ask your clinician, they may be able to counsel you. But it's also one of those things that you may have to sort of look far and wide to find someone who knows enough about it that they feel comfortable counseling and giving advice.
0: Yeah. And that's a great point. I am seeing a lot more clinicians and pharmacists getting into this industry because they yeah. see the value. People use it for so many things, right? Really, the top three things that I hear that people come to me for is sleep. That's a huge epidemic, right, for so many people. Anxious feelings
1: Mm -hmm. um, and pain. Those are the top three. The things that we just don't treat well and we don't have a lot of solutions for. So that's what people are seeking alternative treatments for. Or perhaps it's particularly efficacious for those complaints. I don't know
0: but that's interesting. Yeah. 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 Those are are the top threes, but it's really kind of fascinating how it helps people in different ways. And that's what's really interesting about it. Like I said, if you go on that project, Mm cbd.org, it's exciting because there's more research coming out. All right.
1: right. So something that I think is worth mentioning is, you know, whether CBD is something that you're interested in trying. Like, personally, I'm just not there yet. It's not something that I'm ready to try. But my patients are going to talk about it, right? They are going to come in and ask a question. And my answer still is going to be, I'm not really sure. But I so wanted to have you on because wouldn't it be nice if when your patient asks about CBD, you at least know, you know, the difference between CBD and THC. Or you at least know that hemp and marijuana are two different plants, which is something that I didn't realize until we started talking, right? Yeah. So I think it's really important, no matter where you are on your interest in learning about supplements or using supplements, that more knowledge is always helpful. And it always comes in handy, especially if you're actually in the medical profession, like most of my listeners are. Um, I had to tell you a funny story that I've been wanting to tell you for weeks. We spoke and then you sent me a care package, right? You sent me the care package with, with, you know, two little collagen samples that had CBD in them. And I lovingly placed them on my countertop right next to my coffee pot. And that is still where they are. But I had to tell you that I went to the post office and I picked up the package. I undid it. I looked at it. And uh and I said it there and the next day I had dinner with a colleague. I had better once at work and then we arranged to meet for dinner and just sort of discuss where we were in our professional careers and what we were into and we sit down and we're discussing intermittent fasting and she's explaining that she participates in intermittent fasting and when she breaks her fast she likes to break it with collagen and she's telling me this whole story and she reaches in her bag we're at this very nice establishment in downtown Annapolis. She pulls out a carbon copy of this collagen that I had sitting on my countertop next to the coffee pot. And I said, no, no way. Let me see that. What is that? And it was so funny. She sat there and she said, oh my gosh, let me tell you the story about this CBD collagen. And she told me the history of the company and she was very excited about it. And she's a medical provider as well. And she went into her background about how she found out about the company. And I swear it was just like when you and I had talked because she said, well, and a colleague was like, hey, what do you think about this? Can you look it up? Can you do some research on it? And she was like, no, no. I'm not interested. That's crazy. It's too much. Whatever. I don't want to do it. And then had some, you know, life experiences that then she ended up researching it and um, and really just said a lot of the things that you said that, you know, if she's going to take CBD, which she feels that it is useful for her for, you know, several different reasons. Um, But if she was going to take it and if she was going to um, share it with friends and family, that she felt it was really important to be using a clean product and something that was independently tested and all of that. But I have been meaning to like text you about this story and it just hasn't come up yet. But it was so funny to me.
0: That is crazy. And you know what? That makes me so happy hearing, like we're talking about medical providers, right? Yeah. So hearing that gives the credibility behind this. And that's, what's really exciting though, is like for me, even just hearing your story or about that, or even hearing Mm -hmm. your story about how, even when we initially talked, you're saying you didn't know the difference between the two. It just reminds me what I know and what I'm passionate about, you're on this mission to educate people. Mm-hmm. And it just reminds me of that, like, this really needs to happen so people understand,
1: so they can make an educated choice. And that's what it's all about, right? And that's absolutely, I mean, that's my mission here is I'm not here to tell people what to do or what not to do. I just want to raise awareness of things to consider and help people understand the world that we live in in a better way so that they can make better choices. And it's true, right, that me going to the emergency room and seeing patients and being asked a question about CBD, like, I want to know, I want to know something, right? It gives you a little bit of context, a little bit of perspective. It makes the act of finding out more seem more attainable and more approachable and something that I think we are sometimes lacking. In the supplement industry and the alternative medicine world is really just this access to education and where do I look for more and how do I find out more instead of just, hey, 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 buy this. We get a lot of that. We get a lot of people in our face saying, pay attention to me, just give me money. And I really don't care about anything beyond that. And so, you know, I really like it when companies are going out of their way to explain why their products are different than other products or seek independent certifications or you know, really educate the public about why they believe and what they believe. So, you know,
0: coming from pharma, I didn't really like regulation, but here as an organization, our company believes we need to have control because it's a wild west. Like I was saying before, there's so much mislabeling. There's so many things happening. So our founders were asked to be on the the Hep advisory board. And so they were actually just up in D.C. in April meeting with congressmen because we really want regulation to happen so that really the access is for the good stuff for people, not just our Mm -hmm. stuff, just the good stuff. And Mm -hmm. that that consumers are protected. So we're really passionate about just doing the right thing and helping the industry do the right thing as well.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting as someone who is not necessarily normally advocating for more government, more regulation. It really highlights how an issue like this can be gray. Right. I'm not saying that regulation is the thing to do, but also I'm not saying that inaccurate labeling or I mean, essentially false labeling is okay either. So I think it's an interesting dilemma to sort of go through and say, to what point do you believe that something should be independently verified and what does that independent verification look like? And I think you probably get a different answer from every person that you ask. But I think that there's certainly grounds to say we need to talk about this. And this is something that needs to be discussed and considered and that there are pros and cons and we should intelligently review them and think about those. So I'm glad that you bring that up. All right. Well, Laura, thank you so much for, you know, for being, just being willing to come on and talk about this and educate someone like me who really had very low baseline of knowledge just about what you're doing and and what's out there in the world. I appreciate it. Well I appreciate the platform to kind of share a little bit about the beautiful plant. Thank yeah. you so much. All right. If people want to find out more about it, I know that you mentioned projectcbd.org, but how else can they find out more or contact you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at your best self one and then
0: I'm on LinkedIn as well. Okay. I really appreciated it. It was a delight to talk
1: to you today. Thank Absolutely. You so Thank you so much. All right. That is it for today's episode of Scrubs and Squats. I hope you enjoyed. And if you did, please like, review and subscribe and we will see you next week.